This is the Daddy Sharps Podcast, and welcome, everybody, to episode 41. My name is Luke. And I'm John. We're just a couple of dads who like to make the sharpest bets we can. And we're just a couple of dads who break down the fights that your buddies are too square to break down. Mm-mm-mm. And today, we're breaking down UFC Fight Night. We are back at the Apex in Las Vegas, probably the smallest octagon in the entire UFC. And like we always say, keep that in mind when considering Muay Thai specialists and kickboxers, my man. Also, I think it's easier for any fighter on the wrong side of a grapple. They're on their back. Fence is closer. Makes it easier to lean in, get back to their feet. Wouldn't you say, John? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You know what I say? John, it is a game of inches, sir. A game of inches. (laughs) Speaking of inches, last week's UFC 289 did not disappoint. It turned out to be a great night in Vancouver. The crowd was crazy, and the fights were even better. We won the majority of our other fights, but for best bets, we officially went one and two, my man. Yeah, that's okay, but I'm still happy. I'm happy because you didn't go anywhere with that inches joke, and also because (laughs) we've got a great lineup this week. But of course, we always have to recap Uh our best bets. We're all about being transparent. So let's wrap up UFC 289 that I thought was a great card. First up, I picked David the Young Undertaker Dvorak to win over the newcomer Steve Astroboy Ursig. Ursig won by decision in this one. Two judges scored at 29-28. One judge 30-27. I don't know what they were looking at. That was, <laughs> though, officially a best bet. Loser. And next I picked Chris Curtis to win over Nazardine Imovov. And... After a second round accidental clash of heads, the ref declared this one a no contest. Never happened, John. Never happened. Which means... Never never happened. (laughs) Officially, I went 0-1 in best bets. Can I just point out that we give out four best bets every week? And I would have to say the last four cards, we've probably been down to three because something has happened. You notice that? (laughs) Not making weight... (laughs) Clash of heads, no contests. It's okay. We're going to get there. That's why you got to pay attention to the other fights that we like and we're deep diving. Not yes. a best bet, but there's some real winners. Just like last week, we had some real winners in that deep dive. Who did yes. you pick last week, though? You did all right. I, went, I, I did okay. One-on-one on the week. First up, first fight of the night, Builder versus Nelson. I went against a hometown boy in Nelson and paid for it. Thought Builder was going to be too much for this fighter. He says he likes to play the heel, fight in a guy's backyard, beat him up. And then he had a one in four opponent against him. Three losses by finish. I was wrong. Nelson, inspired by the crowd, fights to a big decision and probably saves his UFC career. Then I did go with Canada. Malat versus Fugit. And I loved Malat in a big way. And he did not disappoint, my friend. Finishing Fugit in the second round with a submission. The Daddy Sharps win another one. Yeah, and I thought you had Builder uh, uh, picked correctly as well. I, I followed you on both of those. It's okay. One and one, not bad. But cumulatively, over the season so far, we are way up. Way up. So just a blip on the radar. It's a long game. And speaking yes. of long games, it's time now to share our best bets for this week. John, start us out. My, my, I got two best bets here. And they're both familiar faces. So my first best bet, I'm looking at Pat Sabatini for the win. Sabatini versus Almeida. Crazy as this sounds, part of the reason I love this fight is because 
Sabatini suffered a first-round knockout loss in his last fight. I think it was just over a minute as well. The book knows the public saw the fight, and they baked that poor performance into this number. We are getting one of the hottest young prospects at a steal here. On the feet, Sabatini isn't much to write home about. He picks his shots and has excellent strike defense. He just doesn't keep the fight upright for very long. Sabatini's bread and butter, his last two wins, takedowns. He's got 11 takedowns in his last two fights. He loves to take the fight to the mat, and he's going to do it again here. He's very active with his, with his submissions when he gets down there. And let's not forget the control time. In Sabatini's last three wins, by decision, it went the whole distance. He had a total of 30 minutes of control time. Luke, that's two-thirds of his last three fights. Sabatini's been on top, riding his opponent out. On the other side, we have Almeida, who only has two fights in the UFC to pull from. On the lower level, this guy's fought at 155 pounds. In the UFC, he's dropped to 145 pounds. Almeida's two fights in the UFC, not exactly world beaters. One was on his UFC, de UFC debut, the other two and three in the UFC Almeida hasn't faced a grappler like Sabatini yet on the UFC. I look for Sabatini to get this fight to the mat, grind him out for a win. And like I said before, I'll say it again here. The Daddy Sharps don't look for the most entertaining bouts to bet on. There's money to be made in control time and what some would deem as boring fights. That's what I'm betting on here. I'm betting that we get a lot of control time from Sabatini and he gets his hand raised. Hey there! If we gotta if we gotta watch thirty minutes of this guy riding his opponent, then yeah. we'll, 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 <laughs> we'll we'll go. We'll watch that for thirty minutes. It's yes. wherever the value is, John. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> wherever the value is, it's not daddy fun. It's daddy sharp. No, nothing wrong with that. Nothing <laughs> nothing wrong with it at all. For my first best bet, I'm on to the main event. I'm just cutting right to it. Uh -huh, Rare for uh -huh. me to do that. I usually concentrate on those on those prelims. This is a middleweight fight between Marvin, the Italian dream, Vittori, and Jared Cannonier. This Love is it. about as evenly matched, I think, as you can get. Vegas has this fight dead even right now. Both fighters are three and two in their last five fights. Both fighters, their last two losses came against the same fighters, Israel Adesanya <laughs> and Robert Whitaker. So they land roughly the same number of strikes. Cannonier has a better percentage striking accuracy and slightly better striking defense efficiency. Vittori is the better grappler, wouldn't you say? I mean, yes, he's got nine wins by sure. submission. Yep. Cannonier has zero wins by submission. Both fighters want to win here. Very important fight for them to get back to a position to get a title shot. I am leaning toward Vittori, and I know you are as well, John, to win him. this fight. I think this guy wins this, hands down. Yes. I think he lands slightly more punches. I think he's going to have the grappling advantage. I mean, the numbers sure. bear that out. I think he will. But that's not my best bet here. I'm looking at something with a little more value. I know it's a main event. Five rounds is a long time. But my best bet here is going to be over four and a half rounds. Both fighters Ooh. are extremely durable. Go back and watch their old fights and and look at how many times they have won or lost by decision. Vittori has never been stopped in a fight. Never. Cannoneer has only been stopped two times in his career. Tasty. So I love the that. Two of them, the two of them, that's only twice. I'm going to take the over, and I think you should too, four and a half rounds. I will tail you on that. I will tail you. Nice. And like I mentioned earlier... 
Time to visit an old friend. Yes, old Luke. Friend. This man is making a best bet for the second consecutive fight. And it's only his second fight under UFC. I like Christian oh. Leroy Duncan versus Petrosian. My best bet here, Duncan to win at minus 150. I love this fight, Luke, in the spot. He's a highly athletic striker. He has highlight reel knockouts on the lower level with big moves. Three finishes by a spinning elbow or a flying knee. And don't let the one UFC fight fool you. He has an extensive amateur record. This guy fought 22 times before he turned pro. You don't see that very often at all. He's seen a lot of time in there. And going back to that first fight, Todorovic actually injured his knee, just planting wrong. And the fight was called before Duncan could really even show any of his skills. His opponent, Petrosian, has the UFC experience and has been in the ring with some of the real top prospects in the UFC. He's 3-1 and one on the big show with a high-volume striking output and a good defense to match. We have two explosive strikers here, and that brings me to my next point, the reach. Duncan has the 8-inch reach advantage, a reach that Petrosian has never faced on the UFC. My best bet here, Duncan will keep Petrosian at range and surprise him with these spinning attacks. Even if he doesn't get the finish, I see Duncan landing enough from the outside to secure a victory. That's that's my thoughts here. He's going to use those jabs, those kicks. That's my thought. Yeah, yeah, in a small in a smaller octagon though. So so keep that in mind True. and I and I say that knowing that Duncan's opponent is also got a Muay Thai base is his background. That's what he likes to do. But there's a lot of grappling there in Muay Thai as well. I so I'm looking at the same fight as for my next best bet. My next Look best at bet. This. Same fight, but I'm I see it a little differently. Uh-oh. I see it a little and we, and we can we can debate back and forth a little bit. I I think we're speaking the same language, okay? I, I really do here. Yes. Uh, Duncan, you said it, he's new to the UFC. So I'm putting that in the negative check mark column. Uh-huh. He's he's 1-0, and you you mentioned it back in UFC 286, the uh, uh fight. Uh, you know, Todorovic ripped his knee uh, in the first round and, and it was over. So I, I don't, it's not like Duncan beat him up. Right. Um, so I think that's a negative check mark for me. Um, Duncan likes to kick a lot. Apex, not necessarily apex, not necessarily kick friendly. Uh, you know, that's a neutral mark for me. Um, and he's never faced a fighter with boxing skills and cardio like Superman. So great name. Yeah, that's a great nickname. So, <laughs> so I think that could be. I'm not gonna say will be. Could be a difference maker for me. Superman, you mentioned, has slightly more UFC experience, lands more strikes per minute with less accuracy, though. But his striking defense is almost two times better than Duncan's. But then again, Duncan hasn't had his, a lot of fights uh, yeah. in his whole career. Eight no. Neither fighter is gonna probably take this to the mat. I think this is gonna be. They, they, they can wrestle, but they don't want to wrestle, I think. Um, they have 11 wins by knockout between them. So the over-under is two and a half rounds. Duncan, plus 160 to win by finish. Superman to win by finish is plus 500. I think Ooh. Vegas is trying to tell us something there as well. Yes. Now for the money line. The money line for Superman is plus 125. I think that right there well, well, is a well. steal. I think that is the steal right there in a fight that could be really close with a lot of question marks. It's going to be a mm-hmm. huge just brawl, boxing match the whole time. If you're picking picking Duncan, I think you're banking on a lot from a fighter who has less than a round of experience yes. in the UFC. He's got less than a round. <laughs> However, 
I think we can both agree on this one. My best bet in this fight is the over. It will go the distance over two and a half rounds. It's a tasty prop, my man. Very tasty prop. You know what they say about strikers? Two strikers getting together. They're used to getting hit. So a finish is a little harder on a striker sometimes. Could be. Could be. But I think these two guys are, uh, I, I just see, maybe they're both, I think they're both going to be tentative, especially in the first round. I think the first round's a wash. Now you got to get get through the second round. One of them's going to want to win it. The other one's going to want to tie them up. Uh, if you take a lot of shots, then you're used to taking a lot of shots. And then you've got the the money round, third round. I just I think it I think it holds out. I think this thing goes the distance. Like it, I like it. All right, dude. It is time for the for the bets that we were talking about. Taking a deeper Very good dive here. into the fights that we like on this card, and we like a lot of them. A lot of them are going to be so close. There's a lot of value in a lot of these fights. And get ready. I hope you've got your notepad out and your pen and <laughs> pencil, yes. whatever. I don't care. Scrolled in blood. No, maybe not this first fight. Maybe not yes. this first one. But we've got a preliminary light heavyweight fight. <laughs> By the way, the only light heavyweight fight, there's no heavyweight bout on this card. The only light heavyweight fight. So they're starting off Biggest with a big guys. one here. We've got Zach the Ripper Palga versus Modestus the Baltic Gladiator Bukowskis, John. Ooh, I'm I'm actually, I'm going to call this a heavy lean. I'm on a heavy lean. Get that? Wait, I'm going to call it a light heavy lean. Can I say that? Yeah, light Light heavy, light husky, light Light heavy lean. lean, That the fight goes the distance here. Pauga is a highly technical striker who hardly gets hit. Bukowskis is a slow-paced power striker who has a tough time winning decisions, waiting to land the big shot. I think Pauga is too smart to get into trouble, and he doesn't have the power to knock Bukowskis out. I like going to distance on this fight. Yeah, I think I think you might be right, especially after Pauga's last fight. I loved him in the last fight against Jordan Wright, and he just yep. he just held him up against the the fence and and wrote wrote him out for uh, yes for, for yes. fifteen minutes, one by decision. That was also a Daddy Sharp's best bet winner, by the way. Mm-hmm. This, mm-hmm. this time around, I don't know, maybe not so much. Pauga's an older fighter. We've talked about that. He's got a he's got a lot of charm. He's got a, a lot going for him. He quit his uh, job as I think he's a police officer, and he's all in on UFC, and he's. This is what he's going to do. So he's got a lot of motivation to keep the money coming in. But I don't know if the run is going to last forever, and it might stop right here. The Baltic Gladiator beat Tyson Pedro by decision as a, as a fill-in during uh-huh. UFC 284. And, and Pedro's kind of similar to Pauga. I, I think there's a chance here for Bukowskis to go all out in that first round, land some shots. I think Pauga's suspect. I'm leaning toward the Baltic Gladiator to win this fight. Nice. So we got two different bets right there. You could make them both. Could make them both. Could win them both. That's yep. right. Next, yes. we've got a prelim bantamweight fight. We've got Dan the Determined, our get out versus Ronnie the Heat Lawrence. Can't believe I'm saying this. I know the numbers are leaning Lawrence here, but I actually like Argetta in this fight. Argetta had all his success on the lower levels at the 135 pound weight class. Even becoming an LFA champion there in the UFC, he went up to 145 and he went one and one here. This will be the first fight at his normal weight class on the UFC at 135. Argetta, submission guy that likes to use takedowns as well. He's going to have more success with his grappling against an opponent who's the same size as him. He doesn't have to try to get these takedowns against the big 145 pounders. He's going to be in there with guys that he's used to. 
Wow, we are on crazy, right? A lot of crazy, right? Here, aren't we? <laughs> I I see these fighters as pretty equal, but ah uh, ah, uh, you know, I I'm saying I'm reacting like that because uh, you and I chatted a little bit before we started recording, and and uh, a lot of these fights, including this one, we both kind of uh, some of these go are either way. So close, man. <laughs> Ronnie Lawrence has a huge grappling advantage in this one. Twice as many takedowns and better takedown accuracy. I think I'm leaning toward Lawrence. To, to win this one. That's why it's a lean, though. Could be wrong. That's why it's just a lean. The Could be a good are, fight, though. Potentially dads a good are fight. fighting. The dads are fighting. Daddy Sharps are fighting. God dang it. We're, we're loving and fighting at the same time. Well, let's move on to the next one, because this one is it's just another... Ugh, God, there's so many <laughs> ways you can one. argue this. To the flyweight, another preliminary fight. We've got Zongas Zumagula. Versus Felipe <laughs> Bunez, John. Oh, Zumagulov. dude. Zumagulov. No. Zumagulov. I, I've only got a couple things to say here. First of all, I'm off this fight. I'm running away from this fight. Ooh. Zumagulov, one in five on the UFC. Lost his last two by split decision. I don't know if I can bet a guy that's losing that close. And then uh, Felipe making his debut, but at a lower level cost to a UFC talent that was cut after 0-3. I can't do it. I can't do it, sir. I'm, I'm off. Gonna I'm going to challenge you to to pick one in in, in, in this fight. And and, and and let me just let me just talk it out first. But then and if you still don't want to, you slime them off, then, then let's hear forget it. it. Let's hear it. Jamal Golov is the slight favorite in this fight. He's also coming off of three losses. Usually we would run for the hills, and, I, and I'm, I'm almost there with you. I'm almost there with you. This is one of your you. guys right here. This is what you like. You like oh, these hungry, fighting for the career. I, I, think he's, I think he might be desperate enough to win here and stay in the UFC. Uh, here's the deal. Zamogolov is also nicknamed the unluckiest fighter in the UFC because if you yes. go back to a lot of his fights – he wins. He loses by split decision, and it's just like every time, like you, if you go back and watch, it's maybe he won those I, fights, but he yeah. just keeps losing by split decision. For yep. Bunez, I, young UFC debut, uh, I, 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 I'm probably gonna stay off this fight, but I'm, <laughs> gonna, I'm, I'm gonna look really, really hard at it because I think Zamagalov has this could be his moment. This could be it. <laughs> He's got to win. This could be the one. This, this could, could be, be it the for one. Him. And uh, if it is, I want to be in for the action. <laughs> I want to say I told you so. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my man. We've got a prelim flyweight fight. We've got Carlos Hernandez versus Denise Psycho Bondar. Another really tough fight to break down. Go for it. Uh, I'm so sad right now that I have to say another fight I'm steering clear of. I just haven't seen enough of either of these fighters to lay money down to have a strong opinion either way. By the end of this, though, and if it takes me to go off the podcast to convince you, I'm going to get you to parlay both of these guys by the end of the week. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> I agree, man. Bondar is a tough guy to pick, and, and I'm, I'm leaning that way. Both fighters are coming off losses. Bondar's takedown numbers are, are just like off the charts, but not on the UFC. He, he wins everything by submission. He's like 11 submissions. Hernandez was choked out in his last fight in the first round. Eesh. I like the Ukrainian here, Bondar. And I think I like him by finish, but, but, but here's the thing. He's got to go for it. 
He's got to go for it against Hernandez. And if Hernandez has that staying power in the first round and uses that defense and staves off all the takedowns, all the chances for a submission and finish, then Bondar's in trouble. This thing's going the distance, and Hernandez will probably win it. Yeah, it's probably the smarter move just to just to stay I'm hiding. This one. I'm hiding from both these fights. Yeah, <laughs> smart to stay away. I just, you know, you know me, man. I like to, I like to just yes. mix it up a little bit sometimes. A little bit. Let's get in there. Hey, hey, it's not a best bet. It's not a best bet. We're in a deep dive. I just, I just like to, I just like it, man. I like yes. it. Yes. All right. I want to see what you like in this one. Oh, we've got, I got something we've special got, here. Oh, 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 I can't wait. <laughs> we've got another prelim bantamweight fight this time. We've got Kyung Ho Kang versus Christian Problema Quinones. All right, here's what I got. I have a heavy lean that this fight goes the distance. And I got a little cherry on top here, Mr. Luke. I got a little cherry. I like sprinkling in a little on the prop that the fight ends in a split decision. That's a huge payout. Kane has five split decisions in 18 professional fights. Two of his last four were split decisions. He's a smart fighter that usually loses the striking battle, and when he starts getting pieced up on the feet, he resorts to takedowns to stay out of danger. In his last two losses, he landed six takedowns after he's getting his butt kicked on the feet. And don't let... Queenez, UFC knockout win for you. The guy he knocked out is one in five on the UFC. This is going to see the judges' scorecards, and I'm going to be on the bet that it's a split decision, my man. Interesting. That's very interesting. So what you're saying here is Kang is the kind of fighter, if, if he's down, he will go for the points for the judges. Yes, but he's not very good at it. So, we so can stay <laughs> others still think he's losing. <laughs> he doesn't get a unanimous ever. Oh, and he's no. lost some of these splits. <laughs> well, may- well, maybe he's coming from behind is the point. He's just playing yep. the scorecards a little bit. I think he's the better grappler on paper. Quinones yeah. has the better takedown defense, though. So that's a that's a great matchup right there. Quinones lands a bunch of strikes, man. He absorbs a lot of strikes, too. He, he- He's the slight favorite right now. Mm-hmm. I-, I But I think he's going to be a problema for Kang. I, I really see what do. You did there. I see what you did see there. What I did there. Mm-hmm. I like. I it. like Quinones to win this fight. Maybe even by finish. Maybe, you. maybe, maybe sprinkle a little bit on on by KO. Maybe. God, we are so we are all over the place on this one. All these fights. <laughs> it's interesting why we see value in different you know areas yes. of the fight, and I think that's reminiscent of this entire card, as we were saying at the top of the podcast there's so many different ways this can go that like the fight game is volatile right yes but breaking these things down you got to go with what you think and and, and i think quinones right here is ready for this fight and i, I think he's going to put a hit on him i really do we shall see we shall see sir all right we've got a prelim flyweight fight we got jimmy the brick flick what a name Versus Alessandro Nono Costa. No, no. Who do, who do you like in this one? Or or is this a, or is this fight a no-no? This this fight could be a no-no. Maybe a fight I'm going to want to avoid here. Costa had a tough debut in the UFC. He fought Albazi, who is now in the title picture after beating Kai Kara France. Tough to judge his UFC performance on that one fight alone. If I had to make a decision, I'd probably be leaning Costa, but... I think I'm gonna stay off this fight. Interesting. I don't. I don't like a lot about this fight. I don't like much of anything about this fight. To, to be honest with you, both coming off losses. Costa, a heavy favorite already, but 
they're both relatively new to the UFC. I, I'm off this fight. I, I gotta yeah. be honest. I broke it yeah. down. I'm like, I I can't justify even with a with a with a. I think he's like minus two hundred or two fifty or something like that. I, I can't justify it. I yeah. don't see how Vegas is justifying it. I it, so that makes me think. I no one knows what they're talking about here. <laughs> yes, I agree. I think it's because of who he fought. That's why he's that's why he's uh, favored so much. Which is not a way to bet. And backing no. that up, backing that up, uh, Zumogolov. I think that number. He's a slight favorite. I think it's a little bit of a nod to him. But normally he would be a heavier favorite in that fight. In my opinion, I think yeah. it's because they can't get there, and that's yeah. why I think he's got a chance to win that fight. Oh, I just went in reverse. <laughs> I, ba- I backed it up. I backed it up. It's time to go forward to another Ooh. prelim Ooh. bantamweight fight. You like this one, I know. This one's interesting here. I like it salivating. We've got Howney Barcelos, a pretty good favorite here. Minus 230 versus Miles Chapo Johns. You know I like my dogs, sir. Barcelos, 36 years old, one and three in his last four fights. John's last two losses were ugly, both finishes. The key stat I like in this fight, though, is the reach. Johns is a different fighter when his opponent's reach is under 69 inches. His striking numbers are much better. Barcelos reach 66 inches, my man. That with the age difference, that's why I like Johns to win this fight. I'm going to go with Johns in this fight. I'm going to get the dog price, sir. It's a theme. It's a common theme here. It's a game of inches and you like the dogs. Yes, yes. Barcelos lands more strikes. He absorbs more strikes. He has much better striking accuracy. He's also the better grappler. More takedowns and equal on takedown defense between those two fighters. This is going to be a good fight. And what I mean by that is it's going to be a violent fight. Yes. This could be the fight of the night. I like Barcelos, though. In this fight, it's just a slight lean. It's a slight lean. I, I think he is a little too old. He's running out of time. His last fight, he got KO'd big time in the first round, and it did not look pretty. So that's suspect as well. But I think if he's got any fighter who's got a chance at a knockout, it's going to be Barcelos because he is the older, more experienced fighter. I don't think this fight will go the distance. I really don't. Someone's going to win by finish. I like it. I like it, sir. Maybe that's the, the bet right there by finish. Uh-huh. All right, we're on to the main card. Golly, this one, this this fight. <laughs> yeah, we we have to do our due diligence, John, and we have to break yeah. down every fight that we think it could be good. <laughs> and therefore, we're going to break down this welterweight fight on the main card. We've got Muslim King of Kung Fu Salikov minus two hundred. Last time I checked, over Nicholas Danish Dynamite Dalby. Ah. Oh. There are some fights on this card I absolutely love, and then there are other fights in this card I absolutely hate, and this is at the top of the I hate fight card. We got a 39-year-old, a 38-year-old about to do battle here. I can't trust either of them. All I'm thinking about is that fight that me and you broke down, what, a month ago, where they both double retired in the ring? Yes. uh, I'm done with this. I don't need to bet on guys like this anymore. 39, 38 years old. I'm off. I'm out. Goodbye. And that fight you <laughs> described was the best slash worst fight we've ever seen in the <laughs> UFC. 
These yes. fighters are equal on paper. That's all I'm going to say. I think it could be another fun fight to watch because it's either going to be really entertaining and something crazy is going to happen or it's going to be so boring that we're like, who are these guys again? Yes. I'm staying off this fight. I'm watching it, but I'm staying off this fight. Yes. Yes. Glad we I, agree I, on that one. I got no value anywhere that I could find no. in, in this fight. No. I was even breaking down interviews on that. I, I, okay, never mind. Well, I'm moving on. We're, <laughs> mo- we're moving on. We're moving on. Also, on the main card, this is a fight that I really like. This is a lightweight fight. We have got Nicholas Iron Mota versus Manuel El Loco Torres. Torres, the slight favorite. John, who do you like in this one? Luke, I think I think we're we're kind of in disagreement again. Both of these fighters beat up a really bad UFC competition. Mata lone win is against a guy who is 0-2 into UFC with two round one knockout losses. Torres on the other end, last win against a guy who lost three in the octagon in the very first round. How how am I supposed to judge this? I'm off the fight. Either they're both really good finishers or they fought really bad guys. I think they fought really bad guys. <laughs> off the fight. Off the fight. Off of it. No. Off. Okay. I, I'm just kidding with you. I got. I got to be honest. I res- I totally respect you and your judgment when you say you're off the fight. There's no need to put action on every single fight. It's just stupid if you do that, <laughs> especially if you don't believe in it. I I don't. But I I I disagree here. I don't see how Torres loses this fight. It's coming off of four wins. He's got momentum. He lands a ton of strikes. In Moto's last two fights, he was knocked out. By Jim A10 Miller in the second oh, round. Our boy, our guy. Miller, yeah, Miller. Uh, one of the better, more experienced fighters in the weight class. An older guy, though. But let's let's just unwind experienced, okay? And then Mota won by knockout against a fighter with an 0-2 record in the UFC, who also lost those two fights by knockout. So how do you how do you judge him? Exactly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I am not proving your point. I am a I am I am a heavy, <laughs> heavy, heavy lean on Torres oh. in this fight. I like him. Uh, I it's I, I would even say this this fight could end and finish, but I'm I'm definitely gonna lean on him, heavy lean to win. Yes. Here we go. On to the co-main event, Ooh. another lightweight fight. How do you bet on this one? We've got Armand Zarukian over Joaquin <laughs> Silva. I'm laughing because Zarukian is is it like minus one thousand right now? Yes, Silva plus six fifty. Do you see any value in this fight? Because I I yeah. think I might. So so like like we tell everybody. Every couple of weeks, we break these fights down before we look at the odds because we don't like the odds affecting our judgment. Absolutely. Obviously, we both love Saruki in here, and so does everybody else in the world, hence the minus 1,000. But my only bet here, the one I think, I haven't seen the odds on it yet at my book, my only bet in this fight would be Sarukian by decision. He kills you with takedowns, not really a subs guy, more of a, a wrestler. I would take Sarukian by decision. And I think that might actually, I haven't seen the odds yet, but I think that might actually pay pretty decent because when you get minus 1,000 odds, a lot of the public's going to be buying up that finish. And I don't think Silva's going to get finished here. So that's, yeah, that's where I'm yeah. going. I love it. I like that a lot because I think it's a natural place that, that, that 
uh, you know, a lot of square betters kind of go is like, oh, he's favored by so much. That means he's going to kill the guy. And, and if Zarukian doesn't yeah. like to, to – if he doesn't have a history of subbing his his uh, his, right. you know, his opponents, then, I yeah, that's a, that's a good – that's a – I like that bet. I like that bet a lot, John. And, and, you know, you see a lot of people that see a minus 1,000 number, and they think, oh, this guy's just going to – they think a finish is a dominant. A, a decision could be dominant, too. You can have 10-8 rounds, things like that. So just because it's minus 1,000 doesn't mean the guy's going to get finished. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I totally agree. And and Zerukian, we both agree, will win this fight. Yes. Uh, easily. But I'm going to say this, and this is what I mean by value. Mm. He'll win barring a lucky shot. Look, everyone, even a blind squirrel finds a nut every now and then, right? Yes. Isn't that the saying? Yep. The only value I have in this fight is, besides yours, I like that. Oh, so let me let me amend that. Let me say the additional value I find is, you know, you got to place a bet on Silva here. I mean, it, it's plus six fifty. So I look at it this way: if I'm up on other fights, and at that point I'm playing with house money, you know what? I'm going to sprinkle a little bit on the plus six fifty. I'm not suggesting that anyone place money on underdogs like this as yeah. a strategy. Don't do that. That's yes. not smart. <laughs> but if you're up and you're playing with with house money, look, man, in the fight game, stuff happens. Lucky shots happen. Yeah. I will sprinkle a little bit on the number plus six fifty, just in case. Because if you're watching that <laughs> last fight of the evening, you've had a few. You know, you're relaxed. You're you're, you're, you're jacked <laughs> Why up. Not? And 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 all of a sudden, there's a first round TKO because he lands a lucky shot and you didn't put any money on it. Oh my God, you'll be kicking yourself. <laughs> and if there was a if there was a calendar year or not a calendar year if there was a year to do it here if you think about the last year you had Nunez minus 1200 and she lost to Peña in that first fight you got a uh, Shevchenko going down this year you got Usman losing to Edwards this year like what the heck is going on with these incredibly long odds fights where the the underdogs are coming through all of a sudden <laughs> nuts right <laughs> Absolutely. I, I, I couldn't agree with you more. And that's why I just sprinkle a little bit on, on it, maybe. But I do love your by decision. I, I saw the numbers today. I was looking at it. Uh, I don't have those out yet where I bet. Um, yeah. You know, I'm sure they're I'm sure they're going to wait for, you know, weigh ins and stuff like that. But um, yeah. Well, anyway, I got, I, got the, I got the heavy lean there. Sarukian by decision. I love it. I like it a lot. I like it a lot. So it's, a it's always a that's always a very interesting uh, watch, by the way, when you got a guy by decision. Because you're watching it, and you're just like, ah, oh, kick his ass, kick his ass. But not too bad. Get up, get up. <laughs> like a like a cat pawing at the injured mouse. Just yeah. play. Don't, play don't eat the mouse bit. yet. Just keep playing with it. <laughs> don't go for the kill shot just yet. Yeah. Like like the championship fight we saw just last weekend. Mm, right? Exactly. Paw, cat paw, cat paw, cat paw. <laughs> Let me show you what I got. Let's win it all by decision, and then let's retire. Let's hope Zarukian doesn't retire in the ring. But no, <laughs> as we ponder all of what we've said on this card, we've got some close fights. We've got some opposition going. We've Whew. got some daddy sharks are in disagreement this week. We've got some disagreements. John, yeah. it is time to recap our best bets because there are some best bets on this card. Best bets for UFC Fight Night this Saturday at the Apex, John. Who do you have? Oh, I like my boy here, Christian Leroy Duncan, minus 150 to win. 
And I also like Sabatini to win minus 185. I think that first round knockout loss that he suffered is helping his number. I really think this guy should be minus 250, maybe closer to minus 300. So I think you're getting great value on that. I love the Sabatini pick as well. Both fights are going to be fantastic. I'm looking at Vittori versus Cannoneer. My best bet in that one is pick the over four and a half rounds. That fight is going the distance. Hey, and Steve. then speaking of Duncan and Armand Petrosian, <laughs> Superman. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna pick one of those fighters to win, but my best bet is the over in this one, two and a half rounds. You and I will be talking through that fight yes. live. Yes, <laughs> let's As go. We go. I'm really psyched about this card now. Ooh, there was a lot really of fights on this up. card. A lot of fights to break down on this card. So, and, and we made it halfway through the week without any trouble. Knock on wood. Knock on wood. Oh, jeez. Here come the weigh-ins. <laughs> Here come the weigh-ins. Right. I'm psyched and I'm jacked, John. I cannot yes. wait for this Saturday. But for now, that's going to do it for the Daddy Sharp podcast this week. Remember, always gamble responsibly and within your means. And the bets we share are freaking awesome. And they're <laughs> based on our own research, but we don't always win. Correct. And be sure and check us out on social media at Daddy Sharps on Instagram and Twitter. We're going to be back next week with all our best bets and much more. And about this time, we always ask a, a, a single question, John. I can't yes, remember what, yes. what that question is. What is that question? Luke, who is your daddy? Oh, easy answer. We are. Stay sharp, everyone.